Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Is up, Wizards fans. This is Believe in Wizards. I'm Matt Moderno. He's Jihadi White. Wes Unsell Jr. is now not the coach of the Washington Wizards, so we've got that to talk about. I guess, Jihadi, before we get too far into it, just what was your initial reaction to, to seeing the news that, that Wes was moving over to the front office? I didn't think it would happen yesterday. Oh, mm. I didn't think it would happen the day it happened. Was that yesterday? Yeah. yeah it all runs <laughs> yeah. together, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, everything run together. I didn't think it would happen yesterday. I actually thought he would finish the season out. Yeah, same. Yeah, I thought he would finish the season out. So, um, but I knew that he wouldn't be the coach next year. Mm. So, uh, that the fact that it did happen yesterday, I wasn't shocked. Yeah. But, you know, it caught me off guard, but I wasn't shocked about it at all. Do you think it was right? I mean, you've you've been in these locker rooms. You're the only one who can tell us. Like, did it just seem like it was time for a fresh voice here? It was. It definitely. It's. It, it was definitely time for a fresh voice. And then, mm-hmm. and then again, it gets to a point that how much are you going to lose your players? Yeah. How much? How much on display are you going to show as an organization that your coach has lost the 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 ear of the players right right because i think what happens is a reflect it's hard to keep reflecting that to the public mm-hmm. because what happens like you know everybody starts talking about it they start talking about it in sports shows talk sports talk shows you know tv and that doesn't help you in the process of you know let's go out to get new players you know um and they were like, well, I don't feel I feel like the coach there has lost his players. Why would I want to go to that organization? Right. Yeah, and so I think their comments echo that. We'll get into some of the quotes here in a minute. Just first, we're brought to you by Stateside Vodka on their Surfside Hard Iced Teas, Hard Lemonades, Hard Half and Halves, Hard Peach Teas. I'm sure Wes probably could use a couple after the week he's had. So yeah. hopefully we can hook him up a little bit. And brought to you by Bet Online. It's the number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for your favorite sports, boxing, golf, UFC probably bet on props of who the next wizard head coach is that's maybe worth looking into uh but yeah it, it's wherever you want to go for all your your uh, nba related bets you want to make you can use uh, your mobile device your website uh you know whatever you need to do b-l-e-a-v for our 50 percent off welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts all right jada you said it about wes and uh shout out to our guy joe swam in the chat here for always reminding me of this quote of yours because it, it's perfect i think Wes knows his shit. His shit might just have to go through someone else's mouth. I think everything that Michael uh, Winger and Will Dawkins said in the press release or press conferences after the fact kind of echoed that of like, we know Wes is a smart guy. He made the organization better. You know, it's just, um, the, first of all, they said the multiple conversations they've had with him about this just made it seem like it was time. So I think this was probably something in the works here for a while. And uh, that really just seems what it is. Like we think he's a smart dude, but he's just not reaching the players at this point. 
Yeah, I mean, you can tell how they feel about Wes. Mm-hmm. You can tell the impact he made he makes on the organization, on the people there every day. Yeah. Um the his his basketball IQ, his IQ in general, his basketball IQ, you can tell like they res- they respect his mind. They yeah. respect him as a person, they respect his mind. Sure. Sometimes it's just a messenger. Yep. It's not the message. Mm-hmm. And I think this has has come down to a point where it's the messenger, you know, and, and no, it, it may be a beautiful package out the door, but it's it's not instead of being FedEx, it's, it's DHL dropping it off. <laughs> you know, I did the uh, uh, DHL. I might not ever, you know, open that package, but yeah. it's, it's still what's inside is still the same diamond. Yeah. So it's just somebody else got to hand off the diamond to the players. Uh, Winger said specifically, uh, we're a better organization because of Wes. Our players are individually better because of Wes. In the six or seven months that Will and I have been here, we're, be- we're better because of Wes, and I'm really grateful that he was here. Uh, I think that's interesting. Corey Kispert said he was heartbroken for Wes because he's a really, really good man. Poole said he was thankful to Unsolved for helping him adjust after his offseason trade. Uh, and, and that's all really good stuff. I, I think... Um, you know, it's interesting though. Like some of them kind of said that they maybe didn't feel like uh, they were being held accountable en- enough. I think is sort of how I, I took the summary of the quotes. I want to say Chase Hughes put this particular quote out. Um, or actually, you know, it came from Josh Robbins. So shout out to Josh. I think as a whole, right now, we're looking at an organization organizational mindset shift, and that's defense and accountability. And I think those are the first two building blocks that's going to be an emphasis and something we've kind of lacked over the past forty something games. When you're talking about competitiveness and effort, the number one teacher of that is the bench. So if you're not doing that, if you're not playing for your teammates, if you're not giving it your all, you can come learn on the bench. And I think that's going to resonate. And we have not seen that from Wes, where certain guys have been, you know, basically penalized for for lackadaisical effort and things like that. And, you know, Kuzma, to some extent, has been one of those guys at at certain times, but so have all of them. So I I like that he's saying that. and, And I hope that it's applied and I hope when it's applied to all of them evenly, you know, they all actually still feel that way and want to be held accountable, you know, when it happens to them. Uh, but you don't hear that kind of much, like uh, that kind of level of quote after. And, and that does seem like a reflection on Wes and how they're being managed. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know if Wes had that opportunity, right. Yeah, had an option. So I'm, and I can't say he did or didn't, but it looked mm-hmm. like he did it because yeah, if, when things are starting to go down the line and your job is getting questioned and you're going to, cause you're going to consider that no matter what it's going to be, you or it comes down to you or them. Mm-hmm. Right. So I don't think he probably had that option. Yeah. I think and, right. and like the players say, like, I think they like Wes. I think all the players like Wes. Yep. So, you know, it's, it is tough to see a coach go that you like, but you also want to win. You also want to be challenged if you're a player. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that this coach does have that opportunity and have that option, it seems like he has it out the gate. That's the only way, because that's this not a completely new coach. This coach still been around. It's not somebody they don't know. Yep. It's not somebody that haven't been sitting right there next to us mm-hmm. when they haven't been listening to us. Yeah. Right. So he's like, okay, oh, you see me not listen. Right. The same guy seeing me not listen. 
didn't do anything then, what makes him what will make him do anything now? You know what will? Having the option to bench your ass. Yeah, exactly. Sit me down. Yeah. Right. So if you don't give him that power, mm-hmm. if he doesn't get that power right out the gate and they understand he has that power, then you you're gonna you're gonna get the same thing because it's not like you got a new guy coming coming in, you know, laying the law down. Right. Like so now they gotta know that the that I got free reign to lay the law down from up top. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's the only way that's the only way uh, Keith is going to even put hit be able to put his his touch on the team, yep. his defensive emphasis on the team, his offense, all the things he he wants to, you know, implement. It's going to have to be be understood. Hey, it's going to be I get to make decisions on who's in that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I said this on um, uh, fellow Bulls Forever writer Greg Finberg's podcast. Like there's a thing in business called like a landmark firing where you come in and you let somebody go right out of the gate to make them like a, make an example of everybody else. And mm-hmm. if they come back in and, and just, I don't know, uh, pick an example, Daniel Gafford loafs on defense too many times on, on one game. And they just say, you know what? Your ass is done for the next two games. Everybody else is looking around at each other like, oh shit, there really is a new sheriff in town here. And maybe that's just enough to send the message that like, that's not going to fly anymore. And and hopefully he's empowered to do that. Or a shorter leash. Yeah, right. Exactly. All right. Give him a shorter leash or practice. You know what? I have the option. Okay. Daniel and Bagley switch. Cool. Yeah. Cool. who switch. Mm-hmm. Right. In practice. Maybe not in game, but my whole point, my whole point is like, yeah, I'm showing you that I can put you on the, on the blue team. Yeah. Right. Yep. I'm, I'm doing it. You probably never been on, on a blue team. No time in your, in any time of your Wizards career. Yeah. Right. right? Exactly. Yeah. No. Right. Let yep. me, I'm going to let you know now, just so you know, I got this option in practice. If you don't want to play defense, what? Well, everything I'm trying to teach in practice right now, you know, my my game plan in practice, switch. Yeah, not gonna fly. That switch right there, just turning your jersey over <laughs> right, to yeah. the other color, it means a lot. Yeah, you don't understand how detrimental that is to a player. That's a gut punch, right? Like to have oh, to it's get the it. Worse, it's embarrassing too. Yeah, I. I I always talk to my wife about this. She's an elementary school teacher and I know she can't operate this way, but I'm like, Hey, just if kids are acting up, just embarrass the hell out of one of them. And that'll put everybody else on notice. And now she can't do that as a public school teacher, but a professional coach, if you embarrass somebody in front of their peers, that's the quickest way to get their attention. So you saying that that's embarrassing for them. Like everyone else is like, shit, I don't want that to happen to me. Like, but it got to be embarrassing with a piece of crazy to it. Okay. Yeah, yeah right. You know what like, I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Something they wouldn't do, right? Like uh-huh. some people are really prideful about, you know, their their character, their reputation. Sure. And some people just like, I don't care where we are and no matter what, I'm not crazy in front of everybody in front of you. Like mm-hmm. I'm embarrassed you. That right there. Okay. Ooh. I don't want to mm-hmm. do that because. Anything That's, can happen. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. So if you're going to embarrass them, slap 
slapped the hell out their desk too at the same time. Yeah, like, exactly. There's some crazy sound with it. I love that. Uh, now, no, I mean, that, that's what this group seems like it needs. That's what we've said. Um, I, I don't know. I, I hope Winger and Dawkins recognize that. Winger said, we came to the realization that the fellas need to hear a new voice, like we talked about. And that was irrespective of the timing of the coaching change. Dawkins says, we know our energy wasn't always there. We know our competitive, competitiveness wasn't always there. Defensively, there were nights that were unacceptable. We think that a fresh voice right here, right now is what we need. And that's refreshing to hear, but I need them to mean it. So what you just talked about, I need Brian Keefe to be empowered to actually do these kinds of things. Okay. If it's a fresh voice, like we need them to hear it too. It can't just be some guy like talking out into the void and they can choose to ignore it still too. So um, he has to have some teeth behind some of these messages and and they need to, to have his back to do that. And I'm hopeful because it seems like he's their guy. Like they brought him in from this, you know, to this organization He's got a history and a track record with both of those guys in previous stops. Like they better have his back more than it seemed like, honestly, they had Wes's back. Yeah, they, they have to, because the thing I keep hearing is we know that we messed up here. We know we let this happen. We know we let this slide. We know we, but you still did it. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. Fix it. It's on you. And the fact you keep knowing, the more that you know you let slide, the more you saying, "All right, well, I'm I'm the culprit too." Sure. So it has to be a group. It has to be a group thing to be able to change it, because mm-hmm. now everybody, no, we know, we know, we know, we know. Mm-hmm. Well, now you're going to go and come in and, for lack of a better word, crack the whip. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like you're the same person who let it let it slide all these years. If a parent, if you keep letting your kid get away with so much, not saying these are kids, understand these no, grown men, sure. you know, just use an analogy. Once you lose your shit, they're like, uh, it's not it's not going to be meaningful because I know I know I let him get away with this. I know I know I let him do this. Yeah, you know so. Like like you said, it's going to have to come from top down. Look, Jordan Poole, if you're not playing defense, because right now everything we, right now what we're putting in is a defensive mindset, a defensive culture. Mm-hmm. One person slips in that that to not be able to set that tone. Nothing gets set. Nothing gets implemented for real. No matter how much we push it. It's I, I'm trying to think of which coach said this and maybe it was Popovich, but somebody said that you can only like really lay down the law like four times, four, maybe five times over the course of an NBA season with players like where you really raise your voice and like get mad, mad. And if if I were if I were Keith, I would be pulling one of those like right away, like last night on the second night of a back to back, like, OK, it's you know, let's give him like a fair shot here. But the next game. Like immediately, I would be like, hey, this shit no longer flies. And I would use up one of those, you know, one of those bullets like immediately. I would make them understand what I'm coming in and do. What the expectations are. Set the tone and expectations immediately. But if I come in immediately like that after they know me, Mm -hmm. I don't think they think it's an act. Yeah, that's fair. 
right? I think they think it's an act. Is there something though to coming in like when you just switch chairs of like, okay, we didn't get to see this guy like the full range of him now. Like, do you have to treat a, a guy differently or expect a different personality for him moving down a chair? Like he was kind of fitting into what Wes wanted to do a little bit, but in, now it's like, oh shit, maybe he had this the whole time, but you know he couldn't show it before. You can't step on a on another coach's toes. You got to play your. You got to do your job. You mm-hmm. got to play your role, right? Yep. No matter, no matter if if your offensive schemes are different, defensive schemes are different. You got to support that co- head coach, right? Right. So you can't undermine him. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, right? So, um, so even though the coach, the players know that coach. And they know how he helps them and know his they don't know how he coaches. Yeah. They know how he's how he supports the head coach. Right. They don't know how he coaches. Yeah. So how he coaches, how he runs his program can be can be can be completely different. Mm-hmm. You know, I've I've seen coaches that were assistant coaches. And then they took over the head coaches. You're like, whoa. Yeah, I didn't didn't see that coming. Yeah. Right, didn't see that coming. Okay. Oh, that, right. So it can be that it, it, it just because he comes in and he comes under somebody, it can be worse. It can be better. Yeah. Right. Right. So now when you become a head coach, you you become more hands on with the system, mm-hmm. not so much with the players. Okay. That's what You're all the delig- that's you're delegating to your assistant. You're delegating. You know, you yeah. just, hey, man, take care of him. Go sit down there with him. Tell him what he's doing wrong. Right? Right. right. So now you can you actually have um, free reign to be more of an asshole. <laughs> yeah. You got to because you're yeah, you're a step removed from the personal that I am. Right. You're step removed. So now you you're gonna have to call you you get to now call all the players out that you didn't. You couldn't before. Imagine the assistant coach calling the player out. You're, oh, you're being sensitive. You're acting like, you know, you're not doing this. You're not doing it. Assistant coach. Yeah. Right? Like, first of all, they would have to almost get permission from the head coach. Like, look, hey, coach, I don't mean to, you know, step on your toes. Or I mean, it would be a speech before the speech. Right. It's premeditated the at that coach. point. Yeah. Right. So – now I get to say how I really feel about this player, you know, if he's not doing his job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. So, and so to he, me, that's the first thing you do. Okay, and to me, cut you off, but okay, no, now that's the first thing you do. Like you say, that four times, call them out. Yeah, and you're not doing your job. You're not rotating. You, you, you're, you're being lazy on cuts. You call them out in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. Not, you know, don't lose it, but call them out. Just Straight out the gate. I mean, they say the best person who does that is Ty, Ty Lue. Hmm, I love that. Okay. And he'll call out anyone in, like from the top. So now, now you, it's not, you, the person can get mad, but they can't, they can't say it's not true. All right, so now I got it. This coach calls me out on my shit in front of everybody. Was Ty Lue like that as a teammate? Like, was he a vocal guy about that kind of stuff? or, or more? Yeah, yeah. He always so – but it's 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 how he did it. It was okay. just so much his nature. Mm-hmm. 
man, your ass ain't getting over on the cut. You know, <laughs> you know how he talk. Yeah. But it, but he's such a nice, he not, but he real. Like he, it, yeah, nobody took it the wrong no way. No one like him. Yeah. Right? It's a, you can take the information and it can, it's real information. He's giving it to you how you want to, but just the type of person he is and the tone of his voice and like he, on everyday life, he talks the same way. And mm-hmm. he, and you know he he's a give you a shirt off his back guy. He always sure. cares. You you, t- you every word that he says, no matter what you add, you automatically add all the other pieces to it. Right. And you know, with a guy like that, it's not personal, right? Like he's not trying to like he's not doing it just to be an asshole. Like he means right. it, and he's trying to help you and help the team so you can take it at face value. Like that that's important. I think. And he's not even thinking about it. Right. He's exactly. not thinking about. Uh, this, I, uh, he's not saying no, I'm gonna do this home. It's not a, it's not a ploy to make something happen better. Yeah. Or it's not a, 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 a act. Yeah. He just would tie just straight up. Hey, this is what I see. I'm calling you out. I ain't thinking mm-hmm. twice about it. Right. I'm not doing it to front you out. We on a teammate. If we in a team, we in the locker room, we talking for real. I'm picturing that speech from winning time where, um, Pat Riley, takes over and in the locker room he goes one by one and he's like kareem you haven't been playing hard all year uh norm you gotta stop like clowning out on the court hey magic you got your coach fired like just level setting with everybody right out the gate yeah i would i i mean like we hear all these combos about guys establishing expectations and roles and responsibilities early and that that seems like that never really happened under the last two coaches until late in the year I want that to be like Brian Keep's first thing. Like, Kuz, you are a scorer for us, but I also need you to be a facilitator, rebounder, defender, do it all. Poole, I need you taking good shots and creating looks for other guys also. And playing Benny, defense. Yeah, well, playing defense too. You know, like, but, but whatever the list is, like, hey, like, let's let's put it all out there right now and reset everything. This is what you did before is what you did before, but the last half of the year, this is how shit's going to go. Like that has to happen with this team. Great players don't mind being well, they do mind being called out. They but the respect right way. it. But yeah. they respect it. Yeah. Right? Like, and if you and and they show up. Mm-hmm. They might hate you for calling them out, but they'll show sure. up, right? Yeah. Um, and if you go across and just you can't sugarcoat it, call them like cutthroat, cutthroat with everything right out the gate. Mm-hmm. What happens is you create a common goal. Sure. Because now everybody mad at you at one time. <laughs> right. Yeah, you rallied the troops against right. you if you have to. But well, well sometimes you did you rallied rallied it against them, but they all NBA players. You don't get to, to the NBA without being a person who challenges yourself and taking yeah. things to heart and you know being very competitive. Mm-hmm. So when you get called out, that's competitive nature. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, so now you just Set that in. You didn't ignited that light into every player. Yeah. I you use the word challenge there. I, I think challenged is the right word. Like you know what I mean. Like I'm. If you challenge somebody to do something, it's because you have some expectation that they can do it. So it should right. be something they have to strive and put effort into reaching. And I think that's actually like an encouraging thing. Like Jordan Poole, I'm challenging you to be an efficient scorer and a defender. I'm saying that because I think you can do it. I, I wouldn't issue a challenge that, you know, you can't do. Um, so hopefully they take that the right way. Yeah. 
just on Brian Keefe, he was in Oklahoma City as an assistant coach from 2007 to 2014. So he overlapped with these guys. Again, not an accident. He added to this, got added to the staff in the first place. There's been some reporting, like Shams and stuff said, that they always kind of knew Wes probably wouldn't be back after this year anyway. So I think this is like a real opportunity for Keefe to show he gets the job here long term. Some of the stuff they said about him, they clearly think a lot of them. Uh, you know, Winger said there's a visceral response to a competitive basketball game and a different visceral response to an uncompetitive game. And and they basically said that moving forward under Brian Keefe, I think you'll see more of a defensive mindset. Our main focus for us is going to be to see growth defensively was Keefe's first real quote. And uh, Keefe, when asked about the competitiveness, said, I think we've got to look in the mirror. Uh, we were part of the problem. I addressed that in the beginning. We've got to own that first. We've got to look inward and say, what can I do better? Like, this is literally what we just talking about. He's basically saying he's trying to do that and set those expectations um, he said, you'll see some things done differently because we're all different people. You'll see my influences on the team as it grows. That will be discovery in different lineups, different schemes for sure. So one of the big criticisms of Wes Unseld is you've had the same starting five the entire year, basically the same rotation. I, I think just just throw a bunch of different shit against the wall and, and see what works. And, and this is a new, fresh opportunity to do some of that. I don't think you throw a bunch of different shit well, against the wall. You know what but- I mean? Like, yeah. I know what you're saying. I yeah. know what you're saying. But if if I'm a player and I r- read all of those things about what my, what the coach is saying, mm-hmm. the main sentence is, I think you're going to see different lineups. Yeah. Right? You, nev- you never heard that before. Yeah. Right? So um, one thing about it, they trust him. They brought him – this. The, the writing was on the wall when the, when all these guys came in, right? Mm-hmm. The new organization, you know, the, the the president, the new new president, the new GM, right? right? It was it was understood when they when they brought when they brought Keith in, it mm-hmm. was understood where he was going. Yep. Right. I mean, let's be real. Yeah, he was right? gonna get shot. I thought it'd be Vanderpool, but now that I know that Keith worked with them so long in the past, right. it's like okay, this this is the real guy. Mm-hmm. And they brought Vanderpool in for a reason too. Sure. Right. So mm-hmm. you know, it may. Anything that happens after they came in, it was part of this, the, mm-hmm. the scheme of the building that they were already kind of set and t- create, understood what they were going, the direction they were going into. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's his, I think it's his job to lose. Yeah. Right. At this point, because they could, this is a consideration of a head coach right here, of yeah. what they think they want. Um, he has a lot of experience, great experience under great players, mm-hmm. great, great coaches. And to me, people don't understand um, starting off as a video coordinator is the best thing you can ever be. As yeah. a, When you start off a video coordinator and go into a head coach, because that's such another deeper level of the game that even as a player – even as an assistant, if you haven't, that you don't, that most people don't understand. Mm-hmm. Like you watching, you sit, you've seen everything and every point. You're trying to give the coach so many different idiosyncrasies of the game, and I mean, it just it, it's and so to me, that really right there lets me know, okay, he how the depth of him as a coach, 
that's an amazing point. And I'm glad you said that because like, that's the Pat Riley or not, Pat, so that's the Eric Spolster path. And I heard Ed Tapscott talk about how that's the worst job in the NBA still. Mm-hmm. And it was way worse, you know, probably when someone Brian Keefe's age was coming up because it was before synergy and all these things did that for you. Like it was, you know, like you were sitting there, you were cutting reels of tape and yeah. pasting them together yeah. and, and all this shit. Like, you know, you're doing that immediately after the game ends as you're getting on flights and, or, you know, like the team is like moving around. Like it's a, it's a thankless job and, and being in the NBA school, but it's not a well-paid job for, for those dudes either. So you're, you're grinding to try to work your way up the ladder so that he came up that way. You know, there's a work ethic there. Like this isn't a dude that just got handed the keys to something. Yeah, absolutely. And you got to, every second you're doing that, every second you're grinding, Mm-hmm. You're taking in so much information. Yeah. Now you got now for you searching it out and taking it in. Mm-hmm. Right. So you're you're creating this amazing cerebral basketball mind. Yeah. Right. Just not even unconsciously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've seen it all at this point. You've you know? seen it all. Uh and doing it so we're talking about him being a video corner. He did that in San Antonio too. Like you're doing this on a Greg Popovich. You're not messing around like that, that. That's not a, that's not a freebie job at all. No. Uh, and you better give him exactly what he's looking for. And if you, and you better search out new things yep. that he didn't know what he's looking for that he wanted. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You can't be coming to a guy like that with a bunch of fluff. Like he's not, nah, you can't give him fluff. Right. Uh, that's yeah. That's a very good call. Uh, for anyone not familiar with his background, he was a college assistant coach a couple places, Spurs video coordinator, long-term assistant uh, in Oklahoma City, spent a year with the Knicks, spent a couple years with the Lakers, mm-hmm. was most recently with the Nets. Bro, 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 That's bro, bro. where we heard all the Kevin Durant, you know, said all this amazing stuff about him and what he did for his development. Durant said something along the lines like, he taught me everything I know, which is obviously crazy, but, you know, you don't say that stuff unless you have, like, the respect of a player like that. And being able to reach that level guy and get, you know, in a short amount of time and, and earn that respect, it says something about him and his, you know, his ability to, to influence what they do. Well, you, people don't, you don't, that people don't understand that comment from Durant. Mm-hmm. You can't just overlook that. Okay. Reason, reason being is Durant is not just a typical basketball man. Sure. Right. All Durant does is watch basketball. <laughs> yeah. He's a real student. Be in the gym. Right. Mm-hmm. And do burn Twitter accounts. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so like there's not, nothing else. Yeah. So the, the, the level of basketball mind that Durant is compared to the average player or even some of the good ones mm-hmm. for you to really, really be able to help him out. You can't just be just a, one of those any you can't be any coach because you have to actually wake him up to something he doesn't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to right. show him something he don't know. You have to open a new portal that he hasn't seen yet, and he's seen the most a lot of. Them. Yeah, otherwise a guy like that is going to be like, yeah, okay, cool, this yeah. guy again. Yeah. So people don't people don't really understand how strong that that statement is. People who understand like coaches. And players and people who really understand Durant and know like the 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 high IQ cerebral 
genius that he is in, in this game. Mm-hmm. That's who said that about that coach. Yep. No, that's honestly, I'm. That's really cool. Yeah, that makes sense, right? Like it's. It, there's nothing gained for KD to go out and just say that, just to say that. Like his his reputation's on the line too. If you do that, and the guy is just like a bust and he doesn't work hard, it's like what was Kevin Durant talking about? Right. Uh, yeah, that'll be interesting. I, so part of this is just we heard a lot of great things about um, Wes, the person and the basketball mind. And then we talked about just needing a different voice, but I also wondered to some extent if he had kind of lost the locker room or certain key people in the locker room. You heard that quote about Kuzma about accountability, but there's also this quote and, and shout out to my guy Faisal for, for making me aware of this. Um, it was a Stephen A. Smith quote where he said, uh, Jordan Poole has been quote, an absolute disaster inside of that locker room. He's got to have an attitude readjustment because he's got a bad reputation so far. If can one guy just like popping off in the locker room and, and like being a distraction, does that lose credibility? Like does, can a coach lose credibility with the other players if he doesn't nip that in the bud? Yeah. Instantly. Yeah. It's not, listen, first of all, we can't act like we're surprised about Stephen A's quote. What he <laughs> said. I mean, yeah. we've seen, I yeah. sent you, some video of Jordan, right? right? Yep. Jordan. Him on the bench. Well, and Everybody the, sees that. Yeah. If he's doing that on the bench, imagine now the <laughs> locker room is behind closed doors. Right. Yeah, As not players, we know team. a lot of things that happen in the locker room we'll never say, sure. right? I've, we, I've seen coaches and players getting physical fights in the locker room, come out and act like nothing happened. And we heard that happen in a locker room where Wes Unseld was the coach also um, two seasons ago. So Yeah, so – so in that case, if we see in this version of pool outside the locker room, mm-hmm. it could possibly be an absolute Dennis the Menace inside, which becomes <laughs> <laughs> like a just a straight nuisance, just but that which what happens in that type of situation, that becomes a cancer. Yeah. That it grows. Even even if other players saying, okay, I'm not that type of player. I'm not like him. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that. First of all, you're getting young players come in. Sure. They, like, yeah, you're getting Koulibaly that started off really hot mm-hmm. and really and seemed like he just lost motivation. You're now getting two points a game, one rebound. Right. Like, we just saw you. Like, he's probably disappointed that, damn, this is the NBA? Right. Because guys, act like, guys act like this here? Yeah. Right, because he's that all of that can be an effect of one person that just acting a damn fool. Mm-hmm. That's in the locker room. Yep. Uncontrollable. Like so honestly, until they handle that situation, mm-hmm. they can only do so much. They can only be so good. They can only grow so much. Mm-hmm. Right? No matter what they what it is, if you if and and the biggest thing is it can't most of it cannot come from the coaching staff. And you need a, a strong veteran guy to be it's like gotta hey. come within the players. Yeah. Right? Like mm-hmm. Golden State, for instance. He he was trying that shit over Golden State over and over again, right? You know, and I, I, 
I had heard different stories about the situation. Draymond was already on the edge. It had nothing to do with pool. And it was, you know, heard that uh, it was a pickup game that happened, you know, and they was killing them. And, you know, Pooh was talking a little bit. And they were telling Pooh, talk some trash. And, you know, um, but in the end of the day, you didn't create this. Like you didn't create this. We you're not great coming try to you're not infiltrating this or like you gotta earn everything with this. Mm-hmm. So if you come in coming here with an attitude of, oh, I'm the man now, I own this about it's my team, yeah. Like like and especially with how his personality is, how his kind of like like you say, like like what they're saying, how he acting now. Mm-hmm. And everybody and all your teammates just sit back and be like, let let you do it. Oh, man, it's okay. Calm down. Yeah. Nah, man. We It's going down. Cut that shit out. We're trying to win. We're professionals. We're men. We're mm-hmm. players. Who's right? the guy on this roster to do that? Like Nobody. You don't have that guy. Yeah. That's where got, I was hoping and if it was, if it was, a, it has, it, it has to be Kuzma yeah. or it has to be. Gafford. Okay, like that. Those are only those are two guys that needs to set it straight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Kuzma is the one I was thinking of, and he just doesn't seem to have that kind of temperament. Like it just, he's like, oh, okay, you know, everything's cool, kind of guy. Like, oh well, I'm doing my part, uh, and he's kind of saying the quiet part out loud about guys if they're not doing the right stuff should be held accountable. And I, I mean, I'm. I can only guess who that's aimed at because it doesn't seem like they f with each other too much. But no, it uh, you know, he's yeah. You need somebody. But you guys to... set that tone right away. I mean, yeah. last thing you want to do is get in trouble like Great Draymond did. It ain't first time that shit happened in the in the, in the locker room, right? It's yeah. make sure ain't no cameras around. Yeah, there's right? also a way, there's a way to do it, right? Like yeah, you we don't pop them in the face, but no, well, shit. <laughs> Maybe you do. I don't that know. ain't rare. Yeah, sure. That's not a rare occasion in basketball. Mm. It just happened to be on camera. Yeah. And That's and what was bad about it, it was a vet with a young player, young, much younger player. Sure. So you're gonna try first. You're gonna try mm-hmm. first. But now if this is how he's he's acting, you got it. what's the other option you got? Kuzma, yeah. <laughs> I hate to say it, man, but it this is look around cameras. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. In front of people, and my my teammates, set this shit straight. Yeah, yeah. Push now, up against the locker or something, you know. Now, like, now can we move on? Yeah. Right. Soon you start that shit up, man. Anyway, this ain't this ain't this ain't the place. It, it becomes a little bit of like the if you know those in glass houses can't throw stones thing though, because really none of them are doing this shit anymore. I'm mean, like maybe early in the year you could have said that, but. Kuzma's chucking a little bit more now. Right now. Yeah. Yeah. The defense isn't the same. Like he's probably the only one with the cachet to do it to your point. Or maybe somebody like Gafford, you know, I wouldn't fuck with Gafford, you know, he's from, he's, he's from like the country. Like he, he seems like he would be country strong to begin with too. Right. Like I, I wouldn't want to run afoul of him, but he's also like a, a genuinely very nice guy. So I, yeah, you, you, you need like, but it, we've talked about this so many times, but like, I love that they love Anthony Gill, the vet, but he's not coming in there and like cracking any skulls, you know, yeah. like he's not Charles Oakleying anybody off the bench. It, it's right. just um, you need a Gary Payton. Yeah. Yeah. Like, right. Gary Payton types. The, 
uh, Vernon Maxwell's, you know. Uh, Does that exist in the NBA anymore, though? I think that's yeah, why sure. Udonis has I'm one. I'm sure. I, hey, I bet if you took a uh, kid from New York, the Knicks. Uh, Jalen Brunson. Nope. Um, uh, the other main, the main leading scorer. Oh, Julius Randle. Put Julius Randle in that locker room. I wouldn't mess with him. Something would change. Bet yeah. pool would change. <laughs> right. yeah. Julius Randle going to sit there quiet and not say nothing, just watch him for a while. And if something's going to happen, he's going to say, look, man, shut the fuck up. But if, he's like, if, oh, I said shut up. If Draymond doesn't get through to him after that amount of time, are any of these guys, or do you just need him to like mature at some point? And and I think that's where the look inward quote is probably coming from too. Like there's got to be some self-realization that, oh shit, I might be the problem here. I'm not saying pool is the only problem. So pool fans just chill out. I don't need any more shit from, pool, from stand groups. The, this problem year, is, the, pro- the big problem with pool is you paid him. He's a, you- he's a $30 million guy. You expect more. You paid them, and what happens is when you give somebody money, yeah, you've empowered it them. <laughs> it, it don't really change you. What it does is just make you more of the person you already were. Right. Yeah. So if you were an asshole nuisance, <laughs> it's gonna be become more of that. Yeah, we've emboldened you to to, to double down on that behavior. Exactly. Yeah. So that's the issue, and now you know. No matter what, I got this. What about mm-hmm. your future? What about you being a professional? What about you know you being a pro, right? Mm-hmm. What about you belonging here? What yeah. about you want to prove? You know, you mess around, just be a journeyman, a high paid journeyman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's honestly like he's still young, but the dude's at a crossroads of how his career plays out. Like really, like at this moment, the next forty games might be as big for him as anyone on the roster. And, and how everyone looks at you for the rest of your career. Not that he can't change it later, but this is big, especially when some of these other guys move on. If a Kuzma's traded or a Gafford's traded, like there's going to be even more attention on Poole and how he plays the rest of the year. He, he's not going anywhere, I wouldn't think. So um, what happens from here on out, it's going to say a lot about him. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, so, just, go. Uh, so, since Keith came is a new coach, Wes is gone. Yeah. So they what they put Mike Miller in that in in that that missing seat on the bench. Uh, that's a great question, and I do not know the answer to who got sort of moved up. I think the, the I think well, I, I've heard it was definitely Mike Miller that's moving okay. from behind the bench on the bench, right? It makes sense. Yeah. And my I guess my question is, Mike Mike Miller Mike Miller. I remember, you know, as a player, mm-hmm. right? Um, went to Florida, right? It's not and that we, Mike Miller. It's not that Mike Miller. Different Mike Miller. Yeah, it's a he's older. He was with the Knicks as an assistant for a while. I thought the same. Thing ah, the okay, time. all right, okay. Yeah. I'm like, I, I'm like, uh, I, I, I'm like, man, does he? That Mike Miller is a player agent right now for like people like Paulo Bancaro and stuff like that. Oh, really? Yeah, which is oh, which oh is, that's kind of cool. Okay, also like, was an interesting yes. career shift. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, and I was reading with that Mike Miller. He's like, he just finished being a high school coach, coaching yep. his kids. Yep. And I'm like, so the Wizards now just put him right behind on the bench. 
I'm like, yeah, you got this- James Posey over there? <laughs> right, that right, exactly. And I'm like, uh, I'm like scratching my head, like, yo, what move is this? But now I know it's a different Mike Miller. Okay. Yeah, this guy is like, I don't know, probably 60 years old, a short white guy. And he was like a backup um, assistant coach or not backups. He was an assistant coach with the Knicks at some point here. And that's kind of all I remember about his background. Uh, Posey, I'm glad you said that, though, because that's the dude from day one. I really thought would have a lot more involvement here. And I think he's the right guy. Maybe he doesn't have the temperament for it. But as a player, like you want some of James Posey, the player to rub off on some of these guys. Yeah. I'm, to me, I'm like, well, why didn't why hasn't Posey been the guy to come behind the bench and and, and yeah. actually be on the bench? That's to me your main guy you want on the bench. I think so. Especially now he could have a more of a voice, and I think he's pretty much probably the best voice for Pool. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I like that honestly. Here's what you can do. Here's some tricks from me that you can apply that would work for you. And here's how all the other, like, he played with all the dudes that Poole's trying to be. And, and he could share that. Or he's guarded all those guys, too. Right. But it also got to be a respect factor, yeah. right? Posey, good guy, very smart. But, sure. you know, from, from Cleveland. Mm-hmm. So, in the end of the day, like, po it's a respect thing. Like pool is, I'm going to give you what you need. I'm going I'm to I'm bring you along, mm-hmm. but I might do it with a little bit of, you know, lean on me, Joe Jackson, coach Carter. Yeah. You know, like to me, coach can pose. can be the person be like, look, man, we, we ain't playing that around here. <laughs> you need that so much on this team. More right. Than, more than anything. Uh, right. So Bozy can be that guy. Like, look, you know, like be that. I don't want to say Charles Oakley, but be the serious guy. Don't cross me. Right. That's not going to Don't anymore. cross me. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. So I've got a couple names for you here. Let's just say, I think we both think Keith has got a really strong chance of keeping this job, but let's say it's not him and, and they go external and, and what type of head coach would you like to see? We've talked about like Jerry Stackhouse before as a name. I've got a couple other interesting names, I think, and a few of them, our former wizards and and I wanted to see your reaction to to these names. So the first one I've got is Karan Butler. Uh Karan is an assistant in Miami. If your nickname's Tough Juice, like you know, it's not an accident. Like dude's not taking shit from people. He's got experience on a bench. He could bring in heat culture. Um do you think like I don't know, you've probably been around him more than than I have. Uh, do you think Karan Butler could be a guy to kind of come in and impart some of those things we're talking about here? All right, question first. Sure. With the current players we have now, yeah, no, no one's moved, no new player coming in. With the current we players we have now, yeah, I think Ryan Butler be really good with him. Okay, right. I think, yeah, I think he'd be really good with him. We just need a hard nosed player too, mm-hmm. right? Right, because no matter hard nosed the coach is, you gotta have somebody from that world that you that can that. In the locker room, sure. So, even even with a good, even okay, we'll go down the coach's line. We need a we need a tough we need a tough person in that locker room, like a, and a tough former player of some cachet. No, like I somebody think, who, no like, even a good player, respectable yeah. tough player, right? Exactly. Right. That's currently in the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know that that won't won't take nothing. Like you, you know, all right, this is a hard nosed tough player. 
Like you cross them, we we might have to go. We might have to square square up in the you know in the locker room on a logo. Mm-hmm. Right now, once you got that, then you can also have a tough coach because you can bring in Karan Butler, and I think Karan Butler will make an impact. Yeah, especially with the right assistance. Yep. Or even, I mean, he's a couple guys down the bench in Miami, from what I remember too. Could you give the guy a raise to come here and be your top assistant? True, like, but but you're the person that everything still has to pipeline through, no matter who you bring in. Sure. The first person that everything pipes line through, head coach, is Kuzma. Mm, okay. Just as as the guy on the team, right? as a guy, yeah. and no matter what. You you know, no matter what, like your top buy-in guy has to be Kuzma, mm-hmm. right? And then it pipe, and then it pipes line through. Like you, no matter what you do, right? Because he he's the leader. He's gonna be your leader, mm-hmm. your team leader, right? The one that should, everybody should be listening to. Everybody, right? Yeah. When you got your team leader as as a Giannis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. That that, that dictates gonna, a lot. Yeah. Right. See what I'm, get what I'm saying? No, I do. Yeah. So I don't know. My whole point is that's your top. It's Kuzma. Mm-hmm. It, it how, makes it tough how, if he if he's all if he's always going to be how much he's willing to run through the wall and take up for a teammate, right? Or and, respond to a head coach, right? Like if he's not right. bought in, yeah, yeah, that makes it tough. Um. Okay, next name I got for you here, and this person is now publicly campaigning for the job on his own TV show. Uh, Gilbert Arenas said he would be willing to come in and take the job for three years, three total million dollars. Uh, he'd work on a budget, essentially. Uh, to me, this is a never going to happen scenario because Ted will never walk it back with the gun stuff. And they barely let him talk when he came back the one time. Uh, but it is interesting to me, at least. Do you think Gilbert could have any sort of positive impact on someone like Poole? Like we've heard some of those comparisons, especially when Poole got traded here. You know, could he be the next Gilbert? Like, could he take that kind of leap? You know, both coming from Golden State. Like, I I think it could either go kind of right or really, really wrong, potentially. Gil, Gilbert would be to me like Wes. Mm, okay. Right. Wes has all the right information. Mm-hmm. Right, whatever he, whatever Gilbert says to pull, whatever defensive rotations Gilbert make, whatever substitutions he make, whatever mm-hmm. offense he may put in, it most likely it may be the perfect thing. It's just the messenger. <laughs> when you've shit in a teammate's shoe, I don't know how people can take you too seriously. You know, even t- fifteen years later. Right. Like Gibber would have to be behind the scenes being a consultant, giving passing all the information through the pipeline. I kind of like that as an idea, like the way they brought in Gortat to show Gafford how to set screens. Could you just have Gil come in on a limited basis and just sit with pool one on one and be like, hey, man, here's where you can go if you do X, Y and Z. Uh, even that. Mm-hmm. As still thing about Gil is. He's a big media personality. 
Yeah. You know exactly what type of media personality is. Even mm -hmm. if you don't know Gil personally like I do, mm -hmm. you feel like you do know him personally. Yeah. You feel like, you know, and now let me sit down with you and really talk. It, the problem is it's hard to cut, even though he, the things he say is most at all the most times right on track with, mm -hmm. with Gil. I mean, I, I'm an avid Gil listener. I listen to Gil every, on all his shows because if you hear what he said, saying you're like damn right yep good information i didn't think of it like that oh okay all right just he's a great basketball mind other than the Jokic hating i'm <laughs> not <laughs> but but some of it is you gotta get clicks too right with right you. yeah well well i mean yeah he's all about the you know the, the hot takes yeah yeah he's a hot take yeah, yeah. like yeah. that's his thing saying mm -hmm. out off the wall hot takes yeah but he just he's just the wrong person to give that information, especially for a guy like Poole. Yeah. You need you need a, a guy that's serious, more serious. All right. So good segue here. I got one for you. I teased this the other day. I think this would at least old wizards would have been like the most likely guy I think they would have considered. And the timing might just happen to be right. There happens to be a former bullet slash former wizard who is coaching college basketball right now. He's a serious dude for the most part. Um, it seems like his tenure at his current coaching job might be near an end. Not Jerry Stackhouse this time. I'm talking Jawan Howard. I figured that. I feel like Jawan's been around the NBA long enough. He's been the boss. He's coached young men. You hear somebody like Hunter Dickinson talk about Jawan, and, and even after transferring, he would still run headfirst through a wall for Jawan. The problem is there's been some weird, just like crazy shit that's happened in Michigan. Him slapping at another team's assistant, trying to fight another head coach, getting into a screaming match with his own strength coach, uh, suspending a player just on the road but not at home. Like the weirdest things I've ever heard in college basketball in the last couple of years have all happened under Juwan. But he seems like the kind of guy the Wizards would want, like would consider, you know, like before the West move, I even thought it would be a thing. So He's not been bad enough to fire. Michigan's not going to fire him with the Fab Five coming back. His kid, his second kid, is about to leave Michigan. It seems like it might be time for him to, to you know, transition back to the NBA. That's kind of the rumblings. Do you think there's a world where Jawan would be on their short list of guys that they would give at least a call to or an interview to? I think so. Jawan would be. I think Jawan really would be. See, Jawan is really a good coach because Jawan. I've seen Jawan always as the, as a a team captain. Mm -hmm. The entire time I've been there, I've seen how he how he is as a team captain. Yeah, you know, Jawan's the most the nicest guy, mm -hmm. biggest smile. You know, um, makes you feel like family. Yeah, like he brings in treats everyone like family. Mm -hmm. But also, Jawan is a motherfucker. Yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna push too many you know buttons with him, right? And yeah. which which completely doesn't look like it. He never looks like it. Mm -hmm. So like a pool, like and he don't. And if he get tired of you and and, and stop dealing with you, you know, it's mm -hmm. Juwan from Chicago. In the day, Juwan is from Chicago, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, and through and through, he's really good at cleaning up the Chicago ness. Mm -hmm. But it's it's not that far away from the surface. And that's why I love about Juwan. Like in the end of that, that Chicago sits about right here. You know, it, so it's not that far from a, mm -hmm. you know, and 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 it, and it stays right there. So, 
Um, I think Jawan, and he would have to be a head coach. Yeah, you, you come right? in. He would have give, to be a yeah. I think Jawan would be good. It would be great for Kuzma too, right? Because mm-hmm. Jawan wants to. It, it, he his mindset is a winner. He wants to be a winner, mm-hmm. right? He wants to install a winner mindset, a fight. Sure. fighter mindset you know so yeah you want to be really good for him. if you're willing to slap the hell out of another team's coach oh, because he said slap, something to you in the line to slap one of the kids he slapped and he's grown men too <laughs> yeah, right. they're not college kids he's grown men yeah problem is they ain't really no nah, he's grown men too yeah see Jawan be like look man you know what what you want i said go here you don't go there and cut and play defense on that screen next time you don't do that I'm whipping your ass. <laughs> Doesn't like, that sound like what we're talking about, though? Like, the kind of, and, and I'm not keep on condoning this shit, but in the end of the day, man, these are grown men, and some yeah. of them need it. I, yeah, it seems that way. Because otherwise, what's left? Mm-hmm. Yep. I, these young I, men, though. These young men, man. Some I, of them need it. I, and, or I, you I, can say, or you can, uh, you know, and Jamon would also his respect is more important than anything. So he'd be like, "Look, man, look, I'm sitting this dude. I don't yeah, care how much you get paid. He's he's got the cash." And and, and and either it's either him or me or whatever. But I'm letting you know I'm sitting him. And he ain't getting off as long as I'm out here. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you do. Yep. So now you can either let me make him better mm-hmm. and let me make him into a professional and the, the the player you want. Oh, I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to do it, you know. He's got enough ties to the organization that you know that he's not going to get fired right away, which is one. Yeah. And and he could make those kinds of changes, I think, with enough credibility that – um, because a lot of times I think players sometimes will think, like, I can outlast this guy and make four times as much money as him. Like, it's him or me. They're going to pick me. But Joan might just have enough there that, like, he can do that kind of shit and and – Guys would take it, and he was a good enough player to get away with it. He's a popular enough coach. You got a little bit of the Fab Five legacy. Like, there's some swagger to it. Uh, it is just – I mentioned some of the weird shit that's happened at Michigan I think might scare some people away. But oh, the, It's, it's going to be weird shit that happened. I mean, he, <laughs> yeah. Jawan, he, 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 snap on, he, he snaps, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, sometimes. You know, like <laughs> – in the end of the day, it's like just that that man thing come up, mm-hmm. you know, and and it's just I'm not I'm just not dealing with that, right? It's just it's, it's no bullshit might be just yeah. What it's this, just, yeah. In the end of the day, I don't care how corporate we have to be. Uh, yeah. Nah, bro. Like in the end, I'll, nah. I'll roll up my sleeves and I'll fight you if I got it. No, this man, now now it's, it's about being a man. It's about respect. It's about yeah. like you trying to play me or you on some bull. Are you talking to me a certain way or mm-hmm. right? The things that. You know, a lot of people have to let pass. Mm-hmm. You know, most guys, like certain people, just like, in the end of the day, I'm a man. Yep. Not only in the end of the day, I'm a man. I'm the man who's running this this stuff right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I just don't see many guys sitting on the bench and yelling back at him or tuning out and totally ignoring him and then saying, what did he say? What was the play? Like, you're not going to do that with Juwan very long. Right. I'm right. not saying I'm necessarily advocating for him to be the guy, but it just seems like a kind of guy that 
that the wizards we know of would at the very least make a call to. And if he's going to make a transition back to the NBA, now well, Juwan like also is a call you out guy too. Yeah, this like, group seems like they might need some of that. Yeah. So, and, and he, but he's a he's a call you out guy that actually likes calling you out. Right. You yeah. Know what I'm yeah. That that's the accountability piece that would change. Yeah. Uh, the other name I got on here is not a former wizard, but a former NBA player who's uh, gained some prominence in the media is JJ Redick. That's a guy that's been, uh, he was rumored for the Raptors job last year, but he didn't want to move that far from home. He could still stay in Brooklyn. Uh, I think he's got the respect of this generation of players just from how he handles himself and helps them sort of tell their own stories and things like that. So I, I think they feel like they would be well represented by a guy like JJ. I don't necessarily like the idea of a dude with no coaching experience coming in to take over this particular group, like maybe more veteran guys that would go over a little differently, but he obviously knows the game at, at a pretty technical deep level. So um, I I don't know, like, could it be another Steve Nash situation where maybe that doesn't necessarily work out? I I don't know, but um, thoughts on JJ. I see why, I see why, why you picked him. I see why you like him. I mean, like you say, he knows the game. He's a he's a very analytical type basketball. You don't usually get a former basketball player that's very analytical, mm-hmm. right? He's both, and then he's also no nonsense. Yeah. Right. So so it, it's so many facets, right? That JJ Redick is would be good at. He's also what from I'm, what Virginia. I'd be, what, what, I, what I would be concerned about with JJ Redick is. Does he understand creativity? Okay. Like, yeah, breaking the structure every once in a while for, for a guy like Kuzma or Poole. And like- yeah, because would it be would it be too systematic? Mm-hmm. That's fair. So that's be that's be my question and my only like worry. Would <laughs> with the with the creativity and growth, especially of young players. Mm-hmm. You know, would that probably kind of be like um, stifled a little bit? Yeah, I, I, right? I think but, he makes sense as a an NBA coach somewhere, just not for this group particularly, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, anyway, it is from Virginia. We're about to be the Virginia Wizards, so maybe that's something that's appealing to Ted. You never know. That's what that's what Digger changed his name to. I don't know. Virginia, man. You never know. The Virginia uh, Wizards. I think they'll change it to the District Wizards before they do that. Everything they're pushing is is about the district. Yeah, everything is district now, right? Gotta gotta lean right. into the district now so, that we're moving out. I, of it. I was I used to see district everywhere. Now I'm looking like, oh, okay. I see. I, I see what they did. Yeah, not a coincidence. Uh, no, no, it's not a coincidence at all. Uh, speaking of the Wizards, I, I got to get one thing off my chest here before we get out of here. Uh, they recently announced that a, um, well, I guess they didn't announce, the person announced that their media credential uh, had been revoked because of their literal one tweet uh, about a billboard. Uh, it's Neil Dalal of Hoop District. I have a lot of respect for Neil. Um, he's been covering the team longer than anybody and uh, like genuinely the longest tenured person in the locker room. And he's doing this not as a full-time job. He's providing really good coverage and insight and access to people um, as a side gig. This team should be bending over backwards to celebrate people like that that are willing to promote them for free, essentially. Uh, and, and instead, 
rather than, hey, we didn't like the one tweet or working and out with him or issuing a retraction or any of this kind of stuff, they chose to take uh, his media credential back from him. And I think that's just really bad form from a Wizards team that, you know, they've, they've done some shady stuff to, to this podcast in the past and all their outlets that where you just kind of question the decision making. It, it's almost like you're middle fingering fans. And and that's at the end of the day, um, what the vast majority of us are. It, it's just, it's a bad look. Like if you're saying, hey, if you tweet stuff we don't like, we won't give you access. You're basically promoting the idea of wanting propaganda only. And when you own your own media network, you're already giving that impression. So it's now basically anybody that says anything counter to supporting us and exactly what we do is no longer allowed here. And I just, I can't imagine that that's, that's a good thing uh, for any franchise. Like I saw this firsthand um, doing some media stuff for the, uh, the flagship radio station of the former Washington Redskins, now Washington Commanders, where someone said something anti-Dan Snyder on air and got fired during a commercial break. And they got panned for that. You've seen how stupid this looks and how much fans don't like that. I don't know why you would follow suit with these kinds of things. Now, granted, that was an employee. No one from Monumental is going to go on air and say a bunch of like real negative stuff about them. It's just not going to happen. But you're now basically silencing people and you're telling everyone else, hey, if we'll get rid of Neil, who's been doing this for forever, for saying something even mildly anti us or something we don't like, you're putting everyone else on notice that they shouldn't do it either. So now you're basically threatening them without threatening them that if you say stuff we don't like or you criticize us, uh, we can kick you out. And and that shouldn't be allowed to stand. I hope they make it right. I hope people are pissed about this. I'm pissed about it. it. It just, I don't know if I were a player, I would want different coverage and different perspective of me as well. But it, it can't just be this cookie cutter, oh, well, you know, um, the team, we can't mention their record. We can't say they're bad at defense. Let's talk about how Tyus Jones had an amazing night last night where he amassed three assists. Like, just just get the fuck out of here with that kind of wording. I'm just I'm just tired, Jihadi. Like, just, they, they haven't been good. When you're this bad for this long, you should just literally be sending him a care package at the end of the year that he wants to do this shit and still promote your team in the way that he has. So I just need to get that ran off. So, so thank you for letting me do that. What was the, um, the article and what was it about? They, uh, the wizards themselves put up a billboard that did not have their starting point guard on it. And Neil called attention to that. And Tyus Jones responded and reacted to it. And I think the wizards were embarrassed that that it was brought you know to his attention that he wasn't on the billboard. That's the only thing I can think of happened here, uh, and it sounds like um, that was too much for them. It's it's literally their own fault. So rather than just say, "Oh, whoops, sorry, Tyus, you know you got traded here too late for us to put you on the billboard, or whatever, or you're with your contract situation expiring at the end of the year, we didn't want to put you on this billboard because we're cheap and we want to use it for multiple years, whatever it is." Rather than handle that shit internally. They took it out on someone for making a like a just a, a simple observation that, by the way, a lot of us saw and thought the exact same thing. So, Tyus isn't an, an idiot. That's a that's a Duke guy. He's a smart guy. I'm sure as soon as he saw it, he was like, "What the shit are they doing?" But that's it. It wasn't even that critical. It wasn't the Wizards are stupid. They shouldn't do this. He didn't blast them. It's just one observation. 
And, and that's, that's crazy to me. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see how that plays out, but, um, I, I doubt anyone from Monumental is listening to this, but if they are, they should be embarrassed. It just. Hopefully it gets better, you know, hopefully it gets better. I mean, it's, it's journalism is, is media. Right. got to have all, all angles, all facets, good, yep. bad, you know, and, and, and believe it or not, as players, we look for the bad. We need it. We use it as fuel for us, yep. you know. And if it's if it becomes a media dictatorship to where it's only, you know, what 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 beat what becomes allowed, mm-hmm. I think it ends it it ends up hurting sometimes the players more than it can help the players too you know yep. like we hate when things are getting that's written about us wrong bad sure. but like I say we competitive we like we need challenges we need fuel we need we need a, we need haters mm-hmm. yeah, right exactly. you're not good doing good until you get somebody writing bad about you yeah sure right and then you need the fuel to somebody write writing bad about you i mean who knows tyus uh, i mean tyreek halliburton <laughs> May never have been a, 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 a um, um, uh, for the, uh, an all star, yeah. right? If it wasn't for um, the Wally other Zerbiak. basketball player, Riley yeah. Zerbiak, you know, you know me with names. No, you I'm know. with you. I, that. that yeah. That's one I thought of too. So I uh, right. had it in my mind already. So you know, without Wally Zerbiak, Zerbiak, we might not have an amazing player like Tyrese Halliburton. You know, you know. Yep. So it, it's the fuel. So. Does what does he does Tyree may may does he may not like Wally Zerbiak? I bet you he glad he's glad that in some part, in some part, he's glad that Zerbiak did that. He mm. needed it. He in, in some weird universe, he he like hey, keep on writing bad for him. please, please, mm. Wally. Please say and keep saying bad things about him. Yeah, and you when Wally Zerbeck called one of those games, you got Ty, uh, Tyrese Halliburton looking at him and waving at him as, as he goes yeah. by. Like that's more clicks, that's more eyes on them. Yeah. The the worst thing you want as a player, I I would think, is to just feel like you're irrelevant and you're in a media desert. And if you're the Wizards, if all of your media is team owned, or you shut up everybody else, eventually people are going to stop staying, saying stuff about your team. Period. Because there's nothing go- really good to say right now. And I just wouldn't want to go somewhere where, especially if I were like a fringe guy, like if you're Kuzma or Poole, someone's always going to talk about you at some level. But if I'm DeLon Wright, you know, no one has talked about me at a national level in the two and a half years I've been here or whatever. Like no one's talking about you locally. So it's just, I I would want as many outlets as I can trying to provide as much coverage as I can providing as many platforms for my players as I can, because that's good for me. That's good for the players. That's good for their bottom lines. It's good for their pockets. And, and now you're just basically encouraging like people to just sort of like, Whoa, okay. I I don't even want to reach out to have a player on because I'm afraid I'll, I'll get yelled at. It's just, it's very short-sighted in my opinion. And especially in a year where you've announced you're going to relocate the team out of the city and you've pissed a certain amount of people off anyway. I wouldn't be offending a media outlet. And I don't mean this as any criticism of Neil. I really like him, but he doesn't say negative shit about the team. Like he just doesn't like he, he's a positive dude for the most part. Like he'll, he'll say something funny or make an observation or whatever, but he's not trashing them. He's not a negative person. 
So if that's the dude you're getting rid of, it's just, it's idiotic. So anyway, um, kind of my rant over. I just want to talk, touch on one thing here real quick before we leave. Marvin Bagley, been pretty good. And I think you said it as soon as they traded for him. This is a dude you wouldn't be surprised if he was one of the better, more productive bigs in the league. And at the very least, if he was at least challenging for a starting spot here pretty soon. So that's a pretty good prediction partner. He's looking good so far. He had another like really good game uh, again last night. His Wizards debut was 20 points and 11 rebounds last night. Uh, you know, he had another uh, really good game here. I had the stats somewhere. It was and, 14 last night. Thank yeah, 14. I mean, like the night before that, he had 17 and 14. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a dude. Uh, like we got a piece and, and that's exciting. Well, it's good to see that he brings he brings the same element as far as like you don't you, you don't get a drop off. You don't get a drop off in rebounding. Mm-hmm. You actually kind of get more scoring. Yeah, I think so. Right? Mm-hmm. Um when Gafford um not as much rim protection, right? He's not much of a not he doesn't stretch as far and doesn't jump as high. Mm-hmm. Um and right now, what I'm seeing with him, he's bringing an energy. I, I, I'm seeing a different Kuzma because of because of Bagley, mm, okay. and more than anybody. I'm seeing a different Kuzma mm-hmm. because of Bagley. Like, I'm, I'm seeing a Kuzma that's now more vibrant, running, uh, aggressive, right? Yeah. Um, when Brad Bagley came in, every every since I'm seeing a Kuzma that's more everywhere, right? Yeah. Bagley's bringing a a sense of just energy. He's going up and down. He's running up and down the floor real fast, being everywhere, you know, and most of his points are coming because of the effort and energy that he's bringing. Mm-hmm. So I'm just hoping that that effort and energy continues. You know, he got fresh legs. He didn't play a lot, right. you know, so. The effort know, has been huge. That That's right. been the most so noticeable thing. I just hope that's, the, that's real. That's, that effort is sustainable. Yeah. I hope the effort is sustainable. And if so, we can always depend on Bagley, you know, uh, after, after a month, you know, so and the effort start going down, I'm like, ah, you know, cause guys get on new teams and yeah, you see a sort of effort off the roof. Yeah. And then you say, okay, well let me wait for a month. Mm. So I don't want to give him, let me wait a month type of, right. I don't want to put that on his back. But I just know. Yeah. So I'm just seeing if that effort can be sustainable, it, it probably won a great move that we made. Yep. Because so far it looks like a great move. I, I'm, Has it I'm, changed I'm, in the, the, the wins and losses category yet? You know, and I don't think just that one move would do that. Right. Because um, I, I still think I'm watching this defense too. I, his defense is, can be something to be desired. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still, we're not losing. We're actually gaining offensive rebounds, gaining defensive rebounds more than we were. We That's something we desperately needed. Mm-hmm. He's putting buckets in the basket, and he's bringing a, a level of energy that we didn't have as a team before he came. Even when Gafford played well, and even in the better gallinari Mescala games, it was still just a drop-off in terms of energy and athleticism. Mm-hmm. And to your point, like he's a different player, which is probably good. You can use them situationally and, and you know, move. they're not totally interchangeable, but you can kind of like ride with the guy who makes the most sense on a given night and, and not see a big drop off. And 
I'm with you. I want to see more, uh, but everything we've seen so far, I think is encouraging at least. Yep. Uh, all right, partner. I think that's all I got here for you today. Anything else you want to hit on before we get out of here? No, man. I always enjoy it. Yeah, me too. That's one of my, my favorite ones we've seen. And I'm excited about the, or one of my favorite ones we've done here. I'm excited to see how Brian Keith looks and just any changes they make. I think just, just doing some different stuff will maybe kind of re-energize some fans and, and get people to to tune back in here for a little bit. Yeah, I just I like that. I like the changes already. I like I just it likes the feel of the changes. I like that we move got Bagley. You know, we got now have a new head coach. Yep. It's it feels like we're trying to at least make an effort to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I'm totally with you. Like it it just. It was getting stale. Forty games yeah. of that was was yeah. just was tough, yeah. and uh, just just mix things up a little bit here. Um, just want to throw a shout out to Bolts PR. He asked for a shout out here on Twitter. I like to be a man of the people. So there we go. All right, everybody, hopefully, and hopefully Keith can really get Koulibaly back running, yeah. and going. I, I hate to see how he's performing right now. It's just it's it seems like kid like that can't have, lose hope and only. I don't like his numbers, but at the same time, he's it's not like he's a he's been a professional before. Mm-hmm. So it's just on as much as on him, on him yeah. as it is on the coaches too. Uh, he he it has to be on him to produce more as well. Because you know, especially you being the only untouchable player, like the hell you put like you can't put those put those numbers up. Mm-hmm. Like, it's on you too. It's on him too, man. You know. I think as fans, we become like body language doctors too much sometimes. So you guys know how to read those signs from from your peers more than we do. But it's a it, job. He, he he was professional before he came over here. You understand? It's a job. He looks more tentative and timid, right? Like that's yeah. not just us imagining that. Man, play ball. Yeah. Yeah, you think it too play much. Play ball. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that'll be the interesting one to see. Well, we can maybe see a couple games. You know, by the time we do this next, we'll see in a couple games of the Keefe regime and, and see if that changes things a lot. So um, stay yeah. tuned, everybody. All right, everybody, you know how uh, how we do here. Hit that little like button for us on the uh, YouTube stream. We really appreciate that. Uh, it's always nice. Rate, review, subscribe. We are presented by betonline.ag, and we will catch you all next time. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube